lot of people would remember you from the blog last year. What inspired you to apply? Because we're crazy. <laughs> Good, the bad, the ugly. So much hatred and we got like death threats. The worst thing you can do is create this perfectionism. It's saying, hey, we're human and we make mistakes and we fall and we stumble, but we rise back up again. Art and colour for me was a real way of expressing myself. I think a lot of my makeup is quite graphic, so you can see the art in it yeah. rather than just like making the model look pretty. and welcome to Foreign Influence. Today our interview is going to be very, very colourful because we've got a very creative person with us who is an artist, an inspiration to so many people. Also, she's a makeup artist, an entrepreneur and some people might recognise her from the blog. We've got Tanya here with us. Tanya, thank you so much for being on our show today. Of course, that's a very lovely
bit of a, and I've described this before, a bit of a minestrone, a bit of a mixed bag, right? When I grew up, it was kind of, you know, dad was Greek, Orthodox, mum was Catholic. I was getting the best of both worlds. But when I got older, I chose to become a Christian for myself and for my family. But that actually came through my mum. The backstory is when my mum separated from my dad, it was quite a traumatic event as it always is yeah. for the children, right? And mum turned to faith and she went to a Pentecostal Christian church, which now, you know, is a little bit more common. People kind of yeah. know what that means. It means those crazy people who sing and worship and praise and all that type of thing. But back then it was kind of very weird. You know, people were like, oh my gosh, you're Catholic or you're Greek, you're gonna change your religion. And oh my gosh, it was very, it was a big mm. deal for mum to leave Catholicism yeah. and become a Christian. What does that mean? But for us, it was incredible. Like it really gave us a sense of peace. It, it saved our family from really going through dark times. We felt really supported by the church community. And as an adult, I took that on as a part of my family as well. It was a really great choice mum made for us, I think, and really helped shape us be the women we are, both me and my sister. We really felt we had that support, so it was really mm. good. For your children now, do you still continue going to the church with yeah. your children? As a family, we go every Sunday, which is quite an old school practice for a lot of people. But I really, I don't know, especially I guess in this day and age, I wanted my children to believe in something bigger than themselves. I really wanted them to have a faith, whatever that looked like. We chose this path and so far it's been amazing, you know, they really... It's great for finding identity, for believing, you know, never feeling alone, feeling like you've got, you can pray or you've got God as a part of your life. And I think it's just, yeah, a bit of an old school practice, but has so much value. I like this self-empowerment that you promoting and encouraging your children to yes. have in their lives. Because when I visited your bathroom, you have all these very positive affirmations about believe in yourself, be the yes. original, be fear unique, less. fear less. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. Oh, thank you. Mm. Look, we do, we try, not perfect parents, trust me. No right? one's perfect. But I think that's the beauty, right? It's the beauty of the imperfection. So even on the block, we got a lot, a lot of hate for, you know, oh, imagine being their, their children or I've never wanted to be perfect to my kids. I think the worst thing you can do is create this perfectionism. It's saying, hey, we're human and we make mistakes and we fall and we stumble, but we rise back up again and we can, you know, smile at the face of adversity and be better, not bitter kind of mm. thing. It's not just a saying for us. There's moments where my kids have, you know, my son, he's had moments, you know, where he doesn't like school and and he's also got dyslexia mm. and he struggles, but it's kind of about, uh, well, how do we take this and make it our superpower? Or how do we turn it into something positive? How did you and Vito meet? Because you met very young and you married very young. We did. Vito and I met at our hairdressing salon that we both worked at. <laughs> Because I did come from separated parents, I really had no intention of ever getting married at 21. That was not my big plan. But I always say, like, it must have been God's plan, right? Not yeah. mine. And I always say he gave me what I needed, not what I wanted. Because <laughs> honestly, I was like, woo, I'm 21, I'm never getting married. Marriage's not me, like, never, never. And then, yeah, weirdly enough, got married at 21. We met at the salon which kind of sounds all a little bit cheeky, doesn't it? We were best were friends. Were you sneaking? No, like no. trying to hide it from others? I no. literally had a boyfriend. Vito had a girlfriend. I used to get on the phone and call to order flowers for his girlfriends. 
Oh, one. popular man. Yeah, 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 exactly. The head. Well, he was the the one kind of rare hairdresser that like wasn't gay, right? So of course he had women coming after him because he's listening to all their problems. We were best mates. Eventually, became you know boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, obviously this is one of my paintings, and this is also still available on the website. So still for sale, but currently featured in my house. But a lot of my style is that yes it's colourful but it has to also have a story so even so for example this is the first ever little flowers that my daughter picked from the garden remember when your kids would be like look mum I yes. bought you a accidental right so, so when you decorate your home and you try to do this on the block as well let it tell a story because you can create art and it has meaning so it kind of creates your home to have this beautiful little sentimental spots and spaces that really have a lot of heart. Um, so that so was basically you frame memories. Frame That's memories. Yeah. Tell about your painting. Well, this one is called Water Lily because it's like you're looking at the water from a bird's eye view, but of course creating colours through reflections. built a house together and yes. you were just 21. That's correct. What was that like? Many people didn't get to see this on the block. It wasn't part of our storyline, <laughs> right? We had built our first home at 21. It was a big commitment. Like looking back, I was super young, mm. right? Very inexperienced, but kind of glad that I did all that at a really young age, work full time, had a home, massive home loan for someone at 21. Yeah. Uh, and since then, we've gone on to build three homes, including this one. Yeah, it was, it kind of forces you to grow up really quickly. I didn't get to travel the world like a lot of my other friends. Oh, here comes our friend. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> very cute. Stay, let's, let's get you on here because you're mummy's boy, aren't you? And there's a part of me that was glad I got to do all of that young because mm -hmm. now I am kind of pretty free. You know, I got ahead of the game a yeah. little. So whilst there was lots of sacrifice that came with that, it was kind of good. It came mm. with a lot of reward. Property is a great way to, to get ahead of the game, especially mm. financially. Well, you have very striking looks, which oh. are not easy to forget. <laughs> so a lot of people would remember you from the blog last year. Yeah. What inspired you to apply? Look, for us, it came at the perfect time. Obviously, we applied during the pandemic. I was genuinely like, we've just built this home. I'm not working. There's no work. Vita was actually fortunate enough. And we also own a blinds company okay. called Nuri. And because the commercial market and the building industry was still operating, he was fortunate enough to still work. But I thought, let's just do something wild. Let's do something where we can win, you know, potentially win a lot of money and really put ourselves out there and challenge ourselves. And not stay bored during lockdown. Oh my gosh, <laughs> right? So during lockdown, we, you know, we created our audition video. We applied for the block, had no idea if we'd get in or what we were getting ourselves into. And we made the cut. I used to wonder why, now when I've seen my season, I totally know why we were selected. <laughs> why? Because we're crazy. <laughs> it's like, 
because, and it's funny because people now ask me all the time, like, what do I do to get on? What do I do to, I'm like, oh, just be yourself. But whatever that looks like, the good, the bad, the ugly, like the, all of it, you have to present all of it to the, yeah. The audience, casting yeah. agent, right? Mm. Because they really do look for a very unique type of person. I honestly say now to my casting agent, like, thank you for seeing the potential that we had and, and thinking that we could do it because there were moments where I didn't think I could. She had the most amazing terrazzo. She was in West Brunswick, so yeah, where a lot of Europeans ended up. It just it reminds me of her, and I just love it. And the, these pink chips, they're just so cool up against the teal. Um, it is a big, you know, design risk because it doesn't always work, but I think we're living in a time where people are taking more risks and you can create a really unique space. What would you like to say to those die-hard fans who watch the block? Firstly, sorry. <laughs> Sorry I ruined your favourite show, but also... They might say back, you made it the most interesting well, season. Well, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people don't understand it's a TV show. It's a renovation show, but before it's a renovation show, it's a reality TV show. Even though we are watching homes being built, that probably comes third down the list of what really happens on set. A lot of people have interestingly enough, being incredibly supportive. And when you meet people in real life, you bring so much joy, mm -hmm. which is bizarre because I don't actually, I thought that based on our season that I was gonna walk the streets and we were gonna get mobbed or have eggs thrown at us. <laughs> because there was a huge chunk within our season where people just ha was spilling so much hatred and we got like death threats and and I'm so sorry to like, hear that. It was, yeah. it was really, like that part of it was quite traumatic because you know what's happened, you know what you've filmed, you know what's gone on behind the scenes and a lot of people don't get to see necessarily yeah. the full story or the real friendships and the laughter and the great stuff that we got to experience on the show. They're focused on the negative. The trolling is, is something that I believe at some point has to stop. Like on social media mm -hmm. and as a society, I just had to always tell myself that happy, successful people don't troll people on the internet and this has got nothing to do with me. It's a reflection on them. And to really just had to be like water off the duck's back. We were fortunate, like we got through to the other side because we've got so much support. And also like weirdly enough, people in real life kind of like us, which mm. shocked me. <laughs> How did that experience being on the block affect you? I did think that I suffered trauma from that experience, even though the reality was so different. I did experience some anxiety and I'm still working through that at the moment, but I do, I do go through the process of even grieving kind of what my life used to be like. It sounds weird. Okay. Not that I'm in any way a big celebrity or anything like that, but I felt so 
free. Well, you had exposure on national television, so right. you are very, very recognisable now. So I totally understand. Yes. So it feels like when you go through something publicly, you feel the weight of the judgment, you know? And so many times I'd get anxiety because I'd, I, I would actually walk into a room and people would point and whisper whether they were happy or mad or whatever it was. I could feel the energy, right? permeating and it used to really affect me. Now it doesn't so much, which is amazing, but it's a big deal like to go, you know, most people go through things in life and they have the privilege of privacy. Yeah. But for me, during that moment, I would go through things and it'd end up on the Daily Mail. And that's a very big shift for a normal everyday person to go through. You don't really get coached on how to deal with that. I've got my publicists and my producers and things that I can chat to, but it can sometimes be a bit difficult because they're kind of the people that perpetuated yeah. the situation, right? Yeah, yeah you ignited really, that conflict. Right, yeah. exactly. So you really got to rely on your close network of people. And I seek help. I spoke. I still speak to a counsellor just to process those feelings and to process how to go through those things. And I think that's and really important. And you had important. to come home and you had family did you have to talk to your children yeah so the show the funny thing is a lot of people are like oh I'd hate to be their kids imagine and um my children saw the full story like the whole story of they know parts that viewers never got to see so we absolutely adore every single couple on our season and they love my children and we love we get along despite Contrary to what you might have seen. I had the privilege of meeting Josh yeah. uh, a few months ago and he spoke so warmly of you and Vito. Yeah. Yeah, obviously you made such great friendship. We love yeah. those boys so much. They just, they, yeah. And, and all of them, like you go on a show with these people, you share this incredible experience. And of course, I mean, of course, naturally, it's like family or people that you work with, live with them for long enough. And of course you're going to, shit each other to tears you haven't eaten you haven't slept you're building a house you're yeah. in a competitive environment so you're going to annoy one another but the experience is so unique that that bonds you together but this is my little yeah little workstation got my painting and then you've got your little custom zip-up case oh, wow. yeah so it's it's yeah. it's all birthed out of these little little ideas you know people kind of go where did you create the artwork it's like there's that one and that's hiding over here so this is you know this is the artwork this is the actual oh, real wow. artwork so they just get birthed out of these little um yeah little paintings so these are again they're still all available on the website um but these are great like honestly this is where i put all my panadol no <laughs> And they've got, yeah, little, little custom zip-up cases that just made out of canvas. Mm. And, and, you know, sometimes you just got to have a go. This is what, this is probably one of my absolute favourite. This is my foundation brush and I really love it. Very, very, very soft. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're really good. And, like, the price point, so eight brushes is $79. It's a reasonable price point. The angle is really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, sexy. It is a little bit sexy. Creative person expresses their talents in more ways than just one. Yeah. Tell me about your artwork. Fortunately, I was able to create art on the block. 
And so it birthed something that I used to do just for a hobby. And now I have created another business out of. Mm. Obviously I was a makeup artist. I've been a makeup artist for 15 years and I've been a successful makeup artist. Mm. I've worked with incredible people. I've traveled the world. I've done Milan Fashion Week. I ticked so many boxes. Wow. So I never ever thought that I'd be doing my art as a career. And it's bizarre because I think people thought I had this game plan going onto the block, but it just came automatically to me. I started painting just automatically on the block. I was like, oh, why would I buy art when mm. I can paint it? And then it came, yeah, so it got birthed out of that, but it was never my intention. Tanya, how do you combine your passion for art and your passion for makeup? I mushed the two together, right? So I created a, recently created a brush set. I've got a 28 piece brush set and an eight piece brush set. The 28 piece is for those who are like, you know, beauty junkie obsessed <laughs> or a makeup artist. And then my eight piece brush set is just for the everyday woman who's like, you know what, I use two brushes, but sure, yeah. I'll take the eight. I worked with an agency to create a, a brush range that I really loved. And then I used my artwork to create a little custom zip up case that they come in. And that's multifunctional. Again, I'm also looking at other products now. So um, tea towels and um, even towels for the beach, yeah. uh, umbrellas, just looking at what else we can create. But I love the idea of combining the two things that I do naturally, which is art and makeup. What do you like the most about being a makeup artist? I love, love creating. So for me, obviously there is that lovely client relationship and you make people feel good and it's so rewarding because people walk away feeling more confident yeah. and more beautiful. I mean, makeup is, again, I call it like a superpower, especially mm -hmm. for us women, because it's just makes you feel more confident, yeah. uh, whether it's a lipstick or a mascara or whatever it is, you don't, you know, when you leave the house, you're like, I'm ready now. Yeah. So there's that side of it. But then I also... I'm an editorial fashion artist, so I've been able to create some incredible, incredible artistic editorial shoots mm -hmm. along the years, and that part of it really floats my boat. I've been able to work with Pat McGrath, who's the world's most famous makeup artist, and work alongside so many creative people, stylists, photographers. So collaborating with other people is probably what brings me the most joy because it's that, the art yeah. of makeup artistry, not just making people look good. It's the art behind it, which has always been, again, like a part of who I am, right? So it's been really fun. Like a lot of my editorials have been in magazines um, and it's funny because I, and I'll have to show you, mm -hmm. but a lot of them I use art as the influence to create the editorial. I think a lot of my makeup is quite graphic, so you can see the art in it, yeah. rather than just like making the model look pretty. Okay. Um, yeah, it's quite cool. I love that part of it. Amazing. Yeah. So I remember taking it back to this editorial that I created. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Well, this was, this was the theme was alchemy and this, as an artist, of course, I automatically thought of Brett Lightly yeah. painting called Elf. One of my favorite colors. Oh, isn't he incredible? What a story, though. Like when you get to know him, it's quite heartbreaking. But he he just used yeah. it like to create incredible art. Yeah. He left um, a mark, didn't he? Yeah, he left a mark. Right. Um, and
and so I use the painting to create the editorial. So a lot of my art, without even realising, has come through my makeup artistry anyway. And, and a lot of people kind of said, you know, I can see when work is yours because you always use art as inspiration to create editorials. And that's actually um, Olivia Molly Rogers. She's a, she was Miss Universe a few years back. And so creating something that's different for her, you know, mm. really stepping out of the comfort zone. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our show. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> it's amazing. And we wish you all the best thank with you. your future endeavours. Thank you so much.